ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pretty sure that Charlie Sheen was at the peak of his craziness because he got the show after the after he got booted from Big Bang. <laughs> yeah. So I have an unpopular opinion about Charlie Sheen. He was the nicest, kindest human that I had met up until that point. Like he was gracious. He was respectful. He was kind. He um, he treated me very lovely the whole time we were filming and then they ended up bringing me back for for a, a second episode um mm. a couple of years later and he signed scripts for my animal charity so i could auction them off he mm. donated a walk-on role um for uh the charity as well so we could raise some funds by auctioning that off on ebay oh, nice. um, he, he signed a picture for my mother like <laughs> welcome fellow lushes come on in pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Anyway. All right. Welcome back, fellow Luscious, to another episode. Cocktails with dimples and the beard. I got it right on the first try that time. So excited. I almost you. did it again. <laughs> what do we got tonight? Another one, another lady, another, another, another beautiful, beautiful woman. And this one, beautiful, straight girl. out of my dreams and into your car, you know, onto my motorcycle because I'm a badass. I watch Sons of Anarchy. That must mean I ride motorcycles. Big bad I look like I would ride a Harley. Who's saying that? Billy Ocean. Um, Nailed it. Um, it was pretty, pretty nice. We have Kristen Renton on coming on. Who played I'm a tight before she comes on. <laughs> I'm a tight. She was a she played a she she portrayed uh, a, 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 a an adult film actress. Yes. Is what yes. So and before that happens, let's talk about how no, before this... we do that, let's before we get into that, do me a favor, please, everybody go to our page, like, subscribe. Um, you can find us at all the social media outlets. We have changed the name. We have on Instagram. So look, I mean, if you subscribe, you're already there, but now it would not be cocktails. For... It was never cocktails. It was just nipples in the beard. But now we're clever. CWDATP. Boom. Podcast. Podcast. She's already here. She's already here. So wow, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this beautiful leave a comment. Oh, yeah. Hello. Leave a, leave a comment. This beautiful woman we have on tonight wanted to, uh, we always ask what they want to drink. And she said Tito's. And we thought, fuck. Tito's is one of our favorites. It's one of our favorites. So there we go. We get to drink some Tito's and talk to Kristen Renton and her illustrious acting career. You get to join in. So never leave a pretty lady waiting. So without further ado, Kristen Renton, I'm a type. So thank you so much for for joining us, Kristen Renton. Um, as you can see, I'm obviously a big Sons of Anarchy fan. Absolutely, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been trying to get people from Sons of Anarchy on and we got lucky and you said yes. So thank you so much. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. 
What's that? Because I'm the coolest. I agree. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot argue with that. I'm happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So let's let's start with uh, the beginning of your your acting career. Oh, boy. Was it the first? The first thing you were kind of part of was was Sausage Factory. <laughs> yeah. Can we well, get, I, can we get into the dip depths of Sausage Factory? <laughs> so it was called um, initially it was called Sausage Factory, but um, they changed it. They changed the name in the states because apparently we couldn't handle the name. Um, in the Except states, that a movie like, came out later called Sausage Party. There was a movie that yeah, like an that, animated that was, movie called Sausage Party. There was, there yeah. was, yeah. Dancing with the dancing wieners. Yeah, that was a good one. You were before, you were before it's time. You guys were before it's time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the title uh, did fit for the premise of the did. show. It did. It really did. And, you know, I actually, um, Johnny Lewis was on that show with me and he ended up going on to his sons as well. So yeah. half sack. It, it was, it was nice to be able to reconnect with him in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so how, how did that show come to be? How did you get involved with it? And That was actually, I had moved to California in 99. I auditioned for that in 2000 and we shot the pilot in 2001 and it got picked up. So it was, it was a pretty quick, um, fun, amazing experience. And we shot in um, Canada. Okay. okay. So that was amazing. I absolutely fell in love with that city. That city is just so, oh my God, it was so gorgeous. And um, it was kind of like, God, I was 17 at the time, so it was kind of like going off to college for me, you know, and, <laughs> and just a lot of debauchery, but a lot of fun. Oh, um, I can imagine. Yeah. Were you yeah. trying to juggle finishing high school and, and acting at the same time? Yeah, I actually, um, I left uh, physically attending high school halfway through my sophomore year, and um, I ended up going to a correspondence school that mainly dealt with uh, children of military parents. But um, I mean, I was a child of a military parent, but w- we just weren't, you know, being transferred overseas. But they um, they also would take kids that were starting their careers early and whatnot. So um, I ended up teaching myself the rest of my my high school career. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so that brings up an interesting. You're, you left halfway through your sophomore year. So did you get a lot of chance to do theater in high school? No, I never did theater in high school. So no. where did the bug come from? Um, my, uh, my older sister, uh, was a model. And so I started modeling kind of following in her footsteps and, um, the school that I was attending for that, um, had basically said, you know, um, a lot of our models do, uh, like improv classes just to be able to speak on camera, just to kind of know what it's like to be in front of a camera. And so my mom signed me up for that and I actually fell in love with it. Um, and the, uh, president of the school that I was attending at the time, uh, he had a friend who was an agent out of LA and was coming into town to just kind of check stuff out. And he basically begged us to go to this cattle call as we call them. Um, my mom and I went and I was, uh, one of three out of 350 kids that he asked to come to California. And I was the only one that ended up going. So, Oh, wow. (laughs) wow. Yeah. So it was more like it, I never really got the bug per se. It kind of just all was very serendipitous and kind of just happened. And I, I have amazing parents who, when I was asked to go to California, they basically, they left it up to me. They were like, it's it's your choice. You know, we'll support your side. Um, You know, when I was 16, I didn't want to leave my boyfriend. I didn't want to leave my friends. I didn't want to leave high school, you know, (laughs) but I'll never forget. They looked at me and they said, we just don't want you to look back on this and say, what if? 
Right. And yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I took that chance and I went and that was it. And here you are. Wow. Oh. And then your, was that your first uh, audition? Um, no, it wasn't. It was not my first audition oh. um, per se. Um, a lot. You know, like, like the cattle call one, that yeah. one. Right. Um, that's a good question. You know what? It, it, I think it was my first time kind of doing anything like that. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, it kind of caught me off guard, but I was like, this seems fun. Okay, let's try it. And, you know, having the amazing family that I have, they were like, if we get out there and you absolutely hate it, then we turn around and come home. No big deal. Right. At least you can say you did it. Yeah. 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 Well, look at you yeah. now. And obviously you're a natural because uh, <laughs> you got, got the part. Lucky. I got lucky. I'll tell you that. I, you know, so much of this business is being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there are tons of extremely talented people out there that just can never seem to get the right break. Um, and I just got really lucky with some of the projects that that I was able to audition for and that were kind of put in front of me. So, yeah. Oh, and now my cat's chiming in. Can you hear that? <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we assumed we would get some animals. We'll eventually. definitely get to the pets eventually, for sure. <laughs> as as, as yeah. big animal lovers ourselves, we definitely want to talk about the work you do with animals, for sure. So, oh, so where did where did you yeah. find the depth in to work on Sausage Factory? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on you from Sausage Factory. So I'm, I'm just, I do want to just. So is, um, is that character that I played on that show, uh, literally, I think to this day is the, up until probably recently, is the nicest character that I have played. She was a this virgin, is- super sweet. She, you know, all of that. And then it's kind of just gone in the other direction then. <laughs> this so- is true. Well, yeah, this we, is true. we can definitely tell, I, I, I got to admit, I, I never saw your character on Days of Our Lives. I mean, I, I have I have a brief brief moment in time where I might have watched an episode or two, but it must not have been during your run. So were you a, were you a bad girl on Days of Our Lives? Um, she kind of walked the line a little bit. I mean, okay. there were moments where she was kind of the bad girl. And then there were moments where she was, you know, the, the vulnerable girl who's crying because her dad's gone missing, you know. Okay. Um, but she, she was, um, she was a little, uh, more, she was more tame than I am. I can tell you that, <laughs> but who isn't? <laughs> so. yeah. I was on another level. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I was on another level. So yep. your, your days of our live experience, uh, is there a pot? I mean, there's always a possibility, right? They could have killed you in a, in a terrific, uh, beheading and you could still come back somehow. How was your character? How are you done away with? My character simply got sent off to Chicago, never oh. to be heard from again. Okay. So there's still a chance. Hmm. <laughs> he's, he's living it up in Chicago doing God knows what. Nice. So then I never want to go back to Salem. Oh, Salem? Is that? Yeah, Salem. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd go back in a heartbeat. I had so much fun on that show. How do you deal with the grind? Because if it being a f- everyday show, I mean, how much are you, how much are you working when you're doing a soap opera? Um, it's a lot. I mean, they're not kidding when they say it's like going to acting class every day. Um, shit ton of lines you got to learn. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of times where we would shoot or me specifically, I shot three episodes in one day, but then there's also, yeah, then there's also days where you may only shoot one episode and you are only in maybe three scenes. So you're in and out in an hour and a half. 
Sure. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's multi-camera. So they're getting different um, angles all at once. So it's not a lot of these having to reset up and having to move and all of that stuff. So it's, it, it moves much more quickly than, than, you know, like sons of anarchy would have in, in that filming. Yeah. Yeah, Do you get like in, in a soap opera, do you get, I mean, I'm assuming you can have more than one take, but do you, I mean, I got to believe if they're creating them that fast, you probably only get two or three tries, right? <laughs> a lot of one and done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of one and done. I think my my favorite though, my favorite memory of when they actually gave me a a, a second take was um, I was having to do this severely emotional scene and I'm crying over the bed of my boyfriend who took a bullet for me and, you know, the tears and all this oh. stuff. And, and the <laughs> The director comes over the loudspeaker. We call him God because he's just like somewhere up here and it's just a loudspeaker. You don't really see them. And uh, he comes over the speaker and he's like, wow, Kristen, you know, that was, that was really great. But um, we're going to do it one more time. Can we do it with less snot? And I was like, <laughs> I can't control that, but I'll try. That's, that's realism right yeah, there. The snot makes it authentic. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't using, you know, the drops that make you cry. I was like, actually, you know crying and and all that stuff and hey sometimes snot happens right yep absolutely can you pretty much cry on command um no i have like a uh i have a a little yeah a little thing that i go through but but i keep it kind of right there so uh i can do it fairly quickly oh okay Mm -hmm. so i think when i watched i i watched days during my high school um and before but I believe you dated Max Brady for a while. I did, yes. I believe he was a baby when I watched. Mm. <laughs> Who were his parents? I'm trying to I'm trying to think back, and I've killed a lot of brain cells, so I'm not sure. Do you remember or not? I don't. Okay. Um, I should. I feel like. Uh, what, was I, it Jennifer and? There was a lot of Bradys. No, Jennifer was a Horton. She was a Horton, but she got married to. No, maybe not. Never mind. Yeah, no, there were a lot of um, a lot of like marriages and then separations and then getting back togethers and then dying (laughs) back to life. And I, I honestly, I don't know. That's fine. I'm so sorry. I should. No, that's my bad. It's it's okay. You didn't know you were getting days of our lives. Yeah, I know. No. (laughs) So I gotta say, I know you had a little from what I read, a little area with uh, Tony Dimitri, Demira. I'm sorry, Dimitri. I don't know where that, I work with the Tony Dimitri, Tony Demira. Yes. And he, and he was one of my favorite characters back in the day. I loved how nasty oh. he was. He, uh, he was, he was like the, the heartthrob and then, you know, yeah. people ate him and then all of that. And he, he left for a while and I think had come back for a short little stint not too yeah. long ago. Okay. Yeah, but so, I, uh, everybody that I worked with when I was on that show, um, that that I would have the scenes with and whatnot, they they've all since moved on to other stuff. So I, I don't know what's going on on that show anymore. Oh, you don't follow along <laughs> these days? Hmm. I don't. My girlfriend though, she watches it religiously, so I can call her when we're done. Give you an <laughs> it's like you know later that same day. Yeah. You know. Right. Fill in the blanks. Oh. Yep. Exactly. It was fun. So much like Tony Demira, I'm a tight was kind of the heartthrob who everyone kind of hated. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm okay with it. You know, yeah. anytime 
anybody told me that they hated me, I said, well, then I did my job. That's true. Right. So how did you, how did you land Sons of Anarchy? Um, I actually, I auditioned for, uh, for it, um, in front of Kurt Sutter and, um, one of the producers and, and, um, Stephen Kay, who was directing the, the first episode that I did. And, um, and I almost missed, I had a call back the same day and I almost missed it because I went to the wrong address. They gave me the wrong, I guess my agent gave me the wrong address. And, uh, so I had to haul ass all the way through LA over into the Valley. And then, uh, I made it just in time and thank God, because, you know, it's, <laughs> probably my favorite character that I've gotten to play. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. She, she's <laughs> definitely a character. <laughs> so is that, and is that- you know, I, anytime, cause her reality is so far removed from my reality that anytime you get to kind of escape in that way, it's, it's so much fun to be given that free reign to be such a horrible human <laughs> when in, in reality, I could never do that. Yeah. You know, so but, yeah. but you almost get like a pass to be able to do it for a short period of time. So exactly. do exactly. it, see how it feels, move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're, uh, your character got to sleep with the two hottest guys on the show. So like, I mean, the, uh, a lot of envious ladies out there. Obviously you have a man in your life, but you can be honest. The scene with Charlie had to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he knows. He's like, yeah, no, I <laughs> No, it I mean, was a lot, of fun. and and Charlie is one of the kindest, sweetest people that that I've ever had the pleasure of working with, and he was very respectful, very courteous, you know, very made sure that the set was a closed set, that we were all, you know, being uh, respectful and responsible, and and you know, I was very appreciative of that because not yeah. everybody. Oh really? Yeah. I'm sure you meet all kinds you know, all the years you've been in the business. <laughs> yeah. I- I have to say that 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 Jax Teller is probably one of my favorite TV characters of all time. It's just such a yeah. such a wonderful role, and, and he definitely, you know, obviously did it so well. So absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it was that show was one of those moments in time when everything, all the stars, just kind of aligned, and and everybody was exactly where they were supposed to be at that moment in time. And and you know, there'll never be another one like it. Well, that's the thing. It is kind of one of one of the last of the episodic shows where you were excited to watch it week, week, week after week, because streaming hadn't really started right. yeah. when Sons of Anarchy started. So you still had that. Oh, I can't wait until the next one. Yep. And now yep. everybody's just like, I'll just wait for the season to be over and watch them all in a weekend. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. You don't have that water cooler talk anymore. You know, we used to talk about Sons of Anarchy at work and you know, you'd see what yeah. happened last night. And <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. That's very, very true. Now everything is just, you binge it. Yeah. You know, one weekend you're not feeling well, you hung over and you watch the whole damn season in one, in one right. sitting. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of nice. Cause we just, my, my girlfriend and I just watched all nine se- or all seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, just not that long ago. We, you know, we pounded them out in three months worth of time. So. Wow. Yeah. But that's what you should be able to do with reruns. Right. Exactly. You know, not nowadays they just bring the whole new season out, but. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and you can't imagine anyone else playing jack's part no you know i mean i don't think anybody could have played it as well no 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 i mean he was that that was meant for him it there was. was there was no one else that could have ever played that role the way that he did so Absolutely how do not. you turn how do you turn on the nastiness to play Ima? like you must go into a different world so i sadly or or happily i i really don't know um basically um 
I molded her after someone I knew in real life. Okay. Mm. And, uh, and it was kind of my way of working through some stuff that this person had done to me. And, uh, you know, now I'm forever grateful (laughs) because, uh, you know, I pulled a lot from what, what had happened to me with, with my relationship with her and, and what she, she did to people that I cared about and did to me. And, and, you know, it, it, it was, I was still kind of at the tail end of it when I got this role and it, it really, it was really cathartic for me in a way. Sure. It was really easy for me to take all of that and put it into a place where it was helping me heal and helping me kind of work through stuff. So it was, um, it was, I, I was, I got really lucky. Yeah. So what do they know? Do you think that person knows? Don't care. Hard enough to figure it out to be entirely honest. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So what was the, what was the nastiest thing Ima did? Do you think Do you think sleeping with with Jax was worse or Opie? I think Opie. Yeah. And and I think Opie because I you know Jax he was he was almost a plaything. He was almost I you know I wanted to get back at Tara for whatever you know she had done. So it was like. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Opie, you know, at one point I had had a a friendship or, you know, a a kindness with, with Lila. So, you know, that, that was dirty. That was really dirty. Yeah. And then pulling a gun on everybody. That was just, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, you, you had, you had gotten your comeuppings a few times. I don't remember if the gun scene is after Jack slams you into the, the cabinet or not, but I mean, you had, I mean, your car had been shot at your, you know, you got that. You, I think Gemma went after you one time. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did kind of, I, I was reaping what I sowed. Yeah. I got, I got a little bit back for sure. Yeah, the, the clubhouse was not a safe place for you. So a gun was probably warranted. <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. It just, that took a lot of balls. I have to say. <laughs> Sounds like, yep. She, that's what she's all about. Yeah. Was there. Was there a, a certain scene that you got the script and you were like, wow, I, I can't wait to do this part. This is this is my so far like your favorite uh, scene to do in Sons in Sons. Yeah. With the nastiness of her. Um, I, I think when when Jax beats me up, I actually was really looking forward to that. Yeah, um, I know that might sound a little strange because I'm not I'm not trying to promote violence mm-hmm. against that is not at all what I'm trying to do, but I think in that particular <clears throat> in that particular uh, episode, everything that I had done, you know, it, it, there was a lesson that needed to be taught. Yeah. And he didn't he, actually. He didn't want to shoot that scene. He didn't want to spit in my face. He didn't want to do any of it. And you know, he and I, I, I had a little sidebar with him, and I just let him know that that. Um, I was down for it and I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable spitting in my face. Like he's just a gentleman and that's just something he would not ever do. And, and I said, but please do it. Please do it. It's going to be so great. <laughs> right. And 
it is a great scene in, in the way you have to play it because it goes from you thinking that he's there to to flirt with you and, and sleep with you again to him slamming you into a wall. And uh, it's yeah, it is such a great scene, but it's got to be hard as oh, a yeah. as a man to do that because I mean, you know, well, the I way guess you it goes portrayed. back to what you were saying is gives him an outlet to do something he would never do. Yeah, kind of like yourself, you know, a part <laughs> that you would. It's not you, but. I, I got permission to do it for this short period of time and then move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it, I felt so badly too, because we were talking in between one of the takes and what we were doing is we were moving far enough back that when he went to go slam my head, I would just miss the counter and I would make a noise, you know, um, the tricks of the camera. Right. Yeah. And at a particular time we didn't move back far enough. And I, he actually slammed my head into the desk and he felt so badly and I popped up like a weeble wobble I mean there was not you could hear a pin drop in that studio after that happened and then you know the medic comes rushing in and I'm like no I'm fine I'm totally fine and they're like no you got to go to the hospital and I'm like I am not going to the hospital until we're done with this scene because I'm not gonna get out of hair and makeup go to the hospital come back get back into hair and makeup I was like let's finish it and it's gonna be great and then I'll go to the hospital and that's what we did but uh he, oh God, I felt so bad for him because the look on his face was like just pain, just straight pain. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. It's totally fine. Look, it was partly my fault because we were just talking and not paying attention. And didn't yeah. hit your marks. Me- method acting. No, right. We did not hit our marks. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's giving me anxiety hearing about it though. Like just the terror you would feel for like slamming somebody's head oh. when it's, <laughs> oh my goodness. He felt so bad. I was like, it's all right. I was like, just sign a couple pictures for my animal charities and we're good to go. There you go. Totally cool with it. Do you, uh, do you ever go to any of like the comic con things for sons of anarchy? Have you gone to some of those? Yeah, I've done quite a few and they've always been so much fun. I mean, obviously the guys are like the big draw, you know, um, but that's a weird thing. That show definitely the guys are the, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. But I've, I got lucky and I've gotten to go to, to quite a few and we always have such a blast and it's always great to meet everybody and, and, you know, the amount of memorabilia that people have collected and gotten signed is just incredible. It really makes you, it really humbles you to see just the love and support that people give us. Yeah. And it, I don't think it's died in popularity. I feel like oh, I mean, I it's, it's every bit as popular now as it was when it first was on, so... I think a lot of people are going back and revisiting it. And then I also feel like there's a whole new generation that maybe was a little too young when it was actually out that is now finding it on, you know, Netflix or prime or wherever it yeah. might be. Well, and Theo's and- podcast is helping it get rebooted too. Theo and, mm-hmm. and Kim doing the podcast yeah. is uh, definitely brought some new interest to it again. So. absolutely. Oh, I love them. Oh, yeah. I missed them. <laughs> there's so many, there's just so many, unique p like I, I i would love to meet mark mark boone jr he just seems like the coolest guy on earth like he is by far one of my favorite people i mean he's just this got this dry wit and you never know what's going to come out of that man's mouth and yeah. it's just always <laughs> funny and he's just so jovial and just very matter of fact and I, I adore him yeah and you got to work with him again on on david's movie i, I was watching some of david's movie and uh I didn't, I didn't get to finish it. So I need to know, I need to know. did you die in the first scene? <laughs> well, his, his whole plan was he was going to do this movie and then he was going to end up doing a series. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like myself and Manson in the beginning. It was kind of like the teaser on how everything's going to start to go and just like the downward spiral spiral of these characters and whatnot. 
And then, you know, it kind of ended up just being the movie. So you did very all odd days of our lives. They just kind of disappeared and never showed back. <laughs> all right. All right. Cause I was oh, like, yeah. I, I just, if you had to, I, yeah, I didn't have time to finish it, but I'm like an hour in, I haven't seen her again. I'm like, I assume we would. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm right there with you, but no, um, but that was cool. You got to, you got to work with a bunch of people from Sons of Anarchy uh, again wow. on that thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are. I mean, we'll always be a family. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's awesome. They all watch out for each other, which is really cool. Yeah. That is nice. Well, it, let's cheers to you, hmm. real quick. Yeah, we I see you drinking. We'll say cheers as we we do have, our, t- we do have our Tito's. So yeah. we we asked Kyle today, and we uh we love our Tito's as well. So that's yeah. our. That's our go-to vodka, so we were happy to hear. Good. I mean, they they do great, amazing work with animals as well. Oh, do they? They oh. have their own charity. They have the actual um, Tito's Distillery has dogs that are actually at the the oh. property and whatnot, and um, they actually have their own uh, vodka for for dog people, uh, like um, Instagram page where people different people's pets they oh. featured months before she passed which was really cool and uh sent her a couple of little little toys and whatnot so yeah i love i'll always be i'll always support tito's right well, we love it even more ride or die for tito's yeah absolutely yeah. we just we yeah. just like it but that's awesome here well let's let's dip into all the charities if you can even name them all it seems like you're just <laughs> so many yeah which I is lo- phenomenal I, lo- I love giving back when i first got into the industry um you know, I'd always said that once I got a soapbox, I was never going to get off. And, and I kind of haven't. And, you know, social media, as much as I hate it, it's mm-hmm. wonderful for for raising awareness and, and raising yeah. money for, for good organizations. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I've kind of just poured my heart into that. Um, and, yeah, I don't know that I can name them all. Um, I mean, I, I do a lot of work for um, animal charities. I worked with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, um, Lupus, because I actually have lupus. I work with Lupus LA. I work with Children's Hospital. Um, I mean, all kinds of all kinds of good stuff. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It, where, is, it is nice to hear. Yeah. Where did the, where did the love for animals come from? Were you always? I mean, do you always have animals around? And you know, that's a really good question. When I was little, I just. I just, I think I've always loved animals. And then there was a stray cat that kind of adopted me uh, when we were living in, in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, she ended up, she was an indoor outdoor cat. We adopted her when um, we couldn't find her, her owners. And um, she ended up getting hit by a car, excuse me. And, um, and I remember being so piss because the people whoever hit her she had a collar on but whoever hit her didn't even stop they didn't oh. bother to call us they didn't bother to you know do anything and a jogger actually uh kindly wrote the number down and and went home and, and gave us a call and I remember from that moment on just being really pissed at humans <laughs> and really wanting to help him right you know, it's kind yeah. of always been ever since the uh the unconditional love from the animal is, is, uh, oh, you can't get it anywhere. Right. Right. And, uh, no. people that, yeah, the people that abuse these beautiful, and, and I see you work a lot with pit bulls too, which is, uh, mm-hmm. I love because I've had pit bulls in my life and all well, American Staffordshire Terrier. Um, yeah. so I've had them and they're such loyal, loving, beautiful, uh, wonderful animals. And, they're the best. Uh, 
get such a, a bad terrible, rap. Get such a terrible rap from you know because people treat them poorly. Absolutely, we have one now, um, and he's just he's the goofiest boy. And then we adopted um, a Rottweiler Great Dane that had been abused and had been taken back to the the shelter twice um, because they did a welfare check. And the second time he was tied to a porch here in New Orleans with no food, no water, and no real shade. And, you know, it could be 110 out there. Like he was, when we rescued him, he was, I want to say 45 pounds and he should have been 90 at that time. Now he's 130. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's that's quite the combination that's a, good boy, of a yeah. rottweiler and a great dane mm-hmm. so, well just from that statement i didn't i guess i never realized they do welfare che- where welfare checks on animals which is I, great to hear i didn't i didn't realize some, that some organizations do not all of them this one he had come from um the spca here in new orleans and um they had gone and done a welfare check on him and i don't know if it's because they had gotten a phone call or something mm-hmm. but had gone and this was the second time they had to remove him from a home which that just breaks my heart mm-hmm. um and uh but there's another organization i work with here called trampled rose and she is uh the woman who started it her name is holly and she's you want to talk about an angel on earth she is a uh, uh recovering addict who has just thrown her her addiction into helping animals and she goes to the dumping grounds where people go and dump these animals and rescues them and nurses them back to health. And everything is grassroots. Wow. So anytime I can, I try to help raise money for them. Um, like What's the name of that one again? And stuff. A trampled rose. Trampled rose. Okay. In, out of New Orleans. Wow. A dumping ground. Yeah. What, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Oh, they'll, people will put these dogs in cages and dump them on the side of the road. Like if you're going to dump an animal, at least give it a chance at survival. Why right? are you freaking cage? Yeah, that like, doesn't. Oh, that's just, just a, another level of inhumane. That's disturbing. Yeah, that's that's just disturbing. Well, is, I, I yeah. thank you for doing all that. Um, that's all I can say out of that <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, no, it 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 makes me uh, it makes it makes me feel like I'm putting a little a little brightness into a world that sometimes yeah. is very dark. Yeah. Yeah, we we need that. Yeah. So um so how many animals do you have? We have four right now. Okay. So we have the pit bull, the Great Dane Rottweiler. Um uh, another dog showed up at our door in December, had a collar on and everything, couldn't couldn't figure out um where it came from. Well, that dog knew where to go. That uh, dog was like, I, I've heard this house is good. I was just exactly. thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Rumor I on the streets is I took her to a rescue I used to work with in um, in New Orleans uh, before we moved outside of the city, and she wasn't chipped. And she was she's probably only about nine months old, maybe ten months old now. But when we rescued her, she had already been bred, so we feel like she was just a breeding dog. So, needless to say, I didn't try too hard mm-hmm. to find her owner. Right, right. Um, because that's just I, I know what her life would be like. And that's not okay. So she's a little boxer mix, but she's like a little pocket boxer. So she's this tiny little <laughs> adorable thing who wants to play with the boys all the time and they snuggle and it's, it's just hilarious. And then I have a cat that I adopted when I was still living in California from best friends, animal society. And um, she's blind and mm. old walks around and meows a lot, but she's, she thinks she's a dog and she's a hilarious and, I love it. We just the house of misfits, I tell you. Does she rule the roost? Does she Sometimes. put the dogs in their place? Or <laughs> Sometimes she does. Once the littlest one that showed up in December, I call her little bit. 
when little bit showed up her she's got such puppy energy that charlie not seen very well sometimes she's like all right enough of this shit and she'll just like go and sleep somewhere but um when it's just our old man paulo he's the the pit bull when it's just him she'll snuggle up with him and, oh. and hmm. yeah it's really sweet so wait was that was the cat named or were you like i'm gonna name my cat charlie like charlie hunt him <laughs> no. You know, what's so funny is, is I named her Charlie after my grandfather. Okay. I'm not, it's, and so I was like, this is the closest that they're going to get to like my family, anybody being named after, you know, the grandparents and the parents. Yeah. Um, so I named her after my, my grandfather, Charlie, but um, her name when I adopted her was Monica and I could not, not think of friends. And I was like, no, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I saw in your IMDB that you play, actually played a character <laughs> named Rachel Green. So I did. <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> but not her was... friends. <laughs> no, not. Yeah. Be- yeah. Before Jennifer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. What? I see that I... um, you're part of the uh, World Animal News. Is that are you? It seems like it's. Is it still going? Or are you going to bring it back? Um, so I did that years ago, um, with a, a friend of mine by the name of Katie Cleary. And we, um, were, you know, both very, very passionate, not just about domesticated animals, but about all animals, you know, and a lot of that, uh, show was dedicated to, um, education and, and awareness when it came to animal, like animals that are on the endangered list. Um, you know, a lot of this trophy hunting bullshit and right. a lot of other issues that maybe people aren't quite as aware of, you know, everybody loves to save dogs. Everybody loves to save cats, but a lot of people don't know the reality of what's going on in foreign countries with these animals or, you know, the black markets and things like that. So we, we brought a lot of that to the forefront. Um, But she's moved on and gone and done other stuff. And then I ended up leaving. So that's no longer, but it was nice while it lasted. Yeah. And you still get the word out there through through social media and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a really great documentary together and, and, um, and uh, you know, and, and all different kinds of things. So we, you know, we made a little bit of a difference, hopefully. What's the name of the documentary? It's a good question. I don't remember. (laughs) I think it was give, give me shelter. Yes. Thank you. I gotcha. I love that you know my career better than I do. (laughs) Well, here we go. Between the two of us, we do. We just, I mean, we just do research and then it is, it is embarrassing to say, but I mean, when, when you finish a project, not that you forget about it, but it's like you, you then have to go focus on whatever's coming next. And it's, right. I almost not enough space in my brain to remember everything. And it, sometimes I'm like, I need to go back and look at my own damn IMDb. So I <laughs> the hell I've done because. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. I was going to say, let's quick give a shout out to give me shelter a documentary you know people to go look it up um but yeah your imd is full of <laughs> stuff and i, I gotta we t- can't, there's no way we could touch that i don't know but yeah i gotta i gotta talk about two of your movies that i really really enjoy well, before we get okay I, I wanted to just kind of say i want to touch on two things in your earlier career and then we okay. can get on to your newer stuff and okay. it was because it seems like you're hooked up at one time in the earlier career to Raised out people. I see you're on the Andy Dick show, and I was kind of curious if he was the drugged out Andy when you're on it, and then Charlie Sheen with anger management. And I just want so, to kind of touch on that. 
Andy Dick was doing his show on MTV and that was when um, we had just finished The Sausage Factory. And so MTV was kind of finding places, other places for us to go and, and do stuff. And when they approached me about doing um, the Andy Dick show, I was like, oh, okay. Right. And I actually had a lot of fun doing it. He's, he's a very funny person. And, and we had remained friends for quite some time. He was sober at the time. Okay. Um, and, uh, and very sweet and very kind and, um, you know, would call in and call and check in on me every now and then. And then at one point when he fell off the wagon, we lost touch. I don't, sure. you know, and, and I wish nothing but health and happiness for him. It, it, when I saw a lot of that stuff that had been going on a few years back and, you know, the suicide attempt and all of that, like that really broke my heart because he, you know, it, it, it all stems from, um, you know, he just, he's, he's gone through a lot and he's dealt with a lot and it, it's, you know, you never know what's really going on in somebody's life. And I, and oh, yeah. Yeah. these organizations like TMZ and, and, you know, Perez Hilton and stuff that just really use that to their advantage and it, it doesn't help, you know, mm-hmm. it makes, and I, my heart always breaks for, for people that have to live through that kind of. Yeah, for sure. I, I did not realize he uh, attempted suicide. So that I apologize, but I did not know that. No. And he and is it, very funny, actually. Maybe I, I honestly, who really knows the truth? That's the thing. That's true too, right? Yeah. You know, th- there was this glorification of of headline of what had right. been going on, and they said attempted suicide. Now, whether or not that's really what was going on, right. who knows? Right. And, yeah. and thing, and that's that's what makes it even more sad, in my opinion, because you know this poor man can't can't figure his own shit out without people interjecting themselves into his life. Right. Right. And I'm actually, I periodically I'm watching news radio right now. We talk about that's bing, a great show. binging. I've, yeah. I've gone back to oh, yeah. that, and he that is great. very funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, killer cast on that show. They really they, was, they had a bunch yeah. of just all stars on that show. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I until you just said that, I had forgotten that he was even on that. Yeah. I mean, that was a full cast of just top notch guys. <laughs> yeah, and great writing, oh. great writing. Phil Hartman. Yeah. And it, it didn't R. last R. very long, did it? Like only, well, was, I would say at least five, five oh, did they? Six okay. seasons. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, with Andy Dick, but pretty sure that Charlie Sheen was at the peak of his craziness because <laughs> he got the show after the after he got booted from Big Bang. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I have an unpopular opinion about Charlie Sheen. He was the nicest, kindest human that I had met up until that point. Like he was gracious. He was respectful. He was kind. He, um, he treated me very lovely the whole time we were filming. And then they ended up bringing me back for, for a a second episode, um, Mm -hmm. a couple of years later. And he signed scripts for my animal charity so I could auction them off. He Mm -hmm. donated a walk on roll, um, for uh the charity as well so we could raise some funds by auctioning that off on ebay oh, nice. um, he, he signed a picture for my mother like <laughs> just find i had mentioned this this will tell you a little bit about at least the person that he portrayed himself to be to me i was wearing this jacket it's this leather jacket and i just happened to say aside to the makeup artist when she was coming to touch me up i'm like i fucking love this jacket i have to find out where they got it he heard that unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when, you know, we're saying goodbye to everybody. Um, and, and I was thanking everybody for, you know, bringing me back. Um, he said, Hey, Kristen, I was like, yeah, 
He's like, hey, I, I just want you to know I bought you that jacket. I said, what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, you just seem to really like it. It looks really good on you. You know, just take it home. I, I just told wardrobe to add it to my tab. It's totally fine. And I'm Harley, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, no, it's been great working with you. And, and you know, I really want you to have it. Yeah. And we can only, I mean, we can only really speak to people as, as we know them, right? Like, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of things out there about Charlie, but if you had a great experience with him, that's your experience with him, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And I've heard, like, I've heard other good experiences that he's, he's cordial and, and yeah. nice. I've, I've heard that. He's just, he's a little crazy. He's a little, crazy. <laughs> he's a little actually crazy at times. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we all, we all. Like, but um, yeah, but I, you know, the one thing, and I, I, I joke, I've joked with Kyle about this, um, whom you, you two have now have spoken with. I joke with him all the time because I'm like, <clears throat> I'll forever be grateful to Charlie Sheen because, because of him, I made it into the National Enquirer. I would never have done that if it wasn't for him. And I'm like, now I'm good. Like, who doesn't? Were you hooked up with him? Is that what the, was this? Was that the story in the National Enquirer that you're the new, the new, the new Charlie Sheen wife? <laughs> No, no, it, it had to do with, with his illness and that uh, anybody that had kissed him on camera was now possibly exposed to oh, this. What are yes. we, 12? Right. Come on now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I laughed. I laughed the entire time. Somebody had called me. There was a Google alert or something. And he called <laughs> me like, in the National Enquirer. I said, I made it. Boom. I have officially made it. <laughs> I'm in the National Enquirer. I can retire uh, today. I'm good. Uh, yeah, exactly. To... Wall Street Journal, screw Forbes. I, I made it to the National Enquirer. <laughs> That's the big one. I, I'd love to be on the National Enquirer. We will be. Someday. <laughs> there you go. So I got to talk about, like I said earlier, I, 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 two, of your, two of your movies that I really enjoyed that couldn't be farther apart on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's well. We'll get into that. Clip. Oh, I'm I'm excited now. And we got I, I I'm gonna call it the original title because it's so much better. Fat ass zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why the name got changed, but it should have stayed fat ass zombies because it should have. That it is a great name for a movie. Somebody probably took offense to it, and yes, I'm, I'm sure they did. And then the cricket dance, which is a beautiful, beautiful movie that you. tells such a, a heart breaking yet heartwarming story mm -hmm. and uh which got a lot of praise so yeah. we have to give you wow that's that <laughs> is a wonderful wonderful movie yeah thank you um the woman who who wrote the book it's actually based on a book okay uh, the woman who wrote the book i read the book in one day and i just fell in love with it and um when they approached me they had initially approached me approached me about doing the film and I was truly honored. So I went, I read the book and then I loved it so much. I read it again, just to make sure I kind of had everything in my brain that I needed. And then um, the woman who directed the film actually wrote the screenplay based on the book. Um, and, you know, that was one of those things where they approached me about it. I got really lucky that they were interested in me and I jumped at the opportunity. I thought it was as you said, a, a beautiful but heartbreaking story, and yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've actually been really surprised by a lot of the people who have seen it and enjoyed it. That it would not be their typical film that they would watch. Yep. But they and, really and him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you, you you're just so wonderful in it, and it. Thank you. You know, as 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 a big Sons of Anarchy fan, to see you in that role first of all it took me a, a little bit into the movie to be like 
oh wait she can you know like she's sweet this is i feel like i feel like that character is probably more you than 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 ima so <laughs> yeah very much so yeah yeah but thank you i i sincerely appreciate that it's it's um it was i got really lucky to be able to play that role i really did and yeah. it was is it was quite a journey and i had a, a wonderful time portraying her yeah yeah and, it's, and i'm I mean, glad to hear that, that people think i did her justice yeah and it's it's a movie i think everybody i mean everybody should see it you know it, it tells a tale that you know needs to be needs to be heard told so so when you get us i agree i guess a situation like that where you get the asked first and then you read the book the whole time you're reading the book were you thinking of how you're going to portray her as you know, opposed to auditioning for a role and thinking of it after the fact. Yeah, I try to not because I don't want to get like a preconceived notion of what they are looking for or what other little things that I could bring to the role. So I, I really, the first time I read the book, I wanted to just read it as if that was it. I was just reading a book. Um, and then the second time I kind of went in and, and I was doing more of like you were saying, more thinking about okay, you know, how am I going to bring her to life mm -hmm. in a way? Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got the script, you know, I, I broke down every scene and kind of went over every scene and, and really worked out what I wanted, what my, my path was, what I wanted to do in that way. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, you get rewrites and then you get changes and then you get on the day, different things happen and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, it, but as long as you have like a basis of what you really want to want to do, I feel like it, it's easier to show up on set and then kind of roll with the punches if need be. Yeah. Like envisioning yourself if you were that person and then that way you could switch directions any given time. Kind of. Yeah. You, I, I always try to, um, at least for me, I always try to have a little bit of myself, in in the character because then you can kind of always hold on to that and make changes as need be mm. um and and for her um you know there was a a lot of emotional stuff going on um a lot of of things that she she went through and and i just wanted to make sure that that i was able to convey those in a way that um really told a story and really brought you along for the ride yeah well you're your four nominations for lead actress definitely says you portrayed that well. You know what's so funny is I don't even find out about that until after the fact. <laughs> she's, she's like, wait, four times? Really? I believe I, it was. I had no idea four. I knew about. <laughs> I knew yeah. about two. I think I think that that movie, you know, the movie itself, and, and the actors at the film festivals and stuff. I think all of you got some nominations, but when you go and I think the movie and different and the cast different were ways like fourteen different nominations or something like that. Wow! So, but you did win. Best ensemble. I do remember that. Yes, I did get an email about that. Um, <laughs> an email. <laughs> you print that out and put it on the wall. Is that the? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, do, do we get an award? Like, is there a thing? I don't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've won a couple of of different things at different film festivals, and but I've never known about them. And and you know, these were taking place during COVID, so it wasn't. I know what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really any. I don't think anybody really showed up anywhere. I think it was probably all online right. yeah so when you're picking your roles do you try and pick them like this was obviously a very serious role and a lot of depth to it and say well now i'm done with that 
I don't want another drama. Now I'm going to do fat ass zombies to have some fun. <laughs> or, or do you like to switch it up or, or, or what's your. I always like to switch it up because you want to, you, you don't want to get pigeonholed as being, you know, one type of character or one type, you know, and, and that honestly was starting to happen for me after uh, sons. It was like every role that I was getting was, you know, hooker, stripper, porn star, <laughs> Hooker, stripper, porn star, streetwalker. You know, it was just like <laughs> true. Not that those aren't fun to play, but it's you know, you as an artist, kind you 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 want to be able to stretch your wings a bit, you know. Um, and fat ass zombies. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Um, that actually, I had been approached by a friend of a friend who he was playing the lead in in the movie, and he and I had never met, but we had a mutual friend in common. I guess he knew of me or or something, and sent me a message. I want to say on Instagram and the yeah. character they uh they could not find anybody for her and I guess he had mentioned me to the director and the director was like oh my god I love her and that's kind of how I got that one okay <laughs> and what a fun I mean how much fun was that movie to shoot because it looked <laughs> oh, it looked like it had to have just been a big party the whole time <laughs> it, it really was a blast now I mean granted we shot in Texas Corsicana Texas it was 110 degrees every day. And I ended up getting shingles while we were filming. Oh. So I was in a lot of pain, but everybody was so much fun and so great. And we had such a blast that it, it made it all worth it. It was totally, absolutely worth it. Yeah, that and, feels like the epitome of cult classic to me. Like that yeah. movie is going to go down as, I mean, if you like zombie movies, you definitely should see this because it's a different take on one and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> It, you know what's funny is when it first got released, not only was it out as Fat Ass Zombies, but it was a different cut. Oh. My partner and I first watched it. It was a different cut. And then we rewatched it a couple months later um, with our old neighbors, and it was an entirely different cut. And I liked the first one better. And I, you know, I don't understand why they do that. Huh. That's oh. interesting. Well, I'm going to have to... Oh. I'm assuming I saw the second cut because I saw it recently, so... As Probably. Amer so if um, anybody wants to go look for it, you have to look for it today as American Zombieland. Right. Yes. Today it is called American Zombieland. I will forever call it Fat Ass Zombies, though. Good. I am. I nice. am on board with you because never been a better title for a movie than Fat Ass Zombies. So now I'm going to go look for the director's cut, which is Fat Ass Zombies. And see what. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. Go. If If oh. you can't find it, nobody can. Yeah. We're gonna We're gonna be looking for that. We're, I, I'm staring. As I look this way, I'm staring at a wall of like 3,000 DVDs. This guy is the biggest movie nerd I've ever known. So. <laughs> I, love I love it. I, you know, I've been contemplating whether or not to get rid of my DVDs because I have quite the collection as well. And I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't uh -huh. do it. If you got a place for them, you know. I, I, I spent all weekend with a new shelf and, and, and reorganizing them. I just, I love them. I love the physical yeah. feel. I love looking at them. I like sorting them. I just love the whole thing. I still have a few VHSs, not going to oh, lie. Dirty Dancing? So, Grease? <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know. I've been listening to Tarantino's podcast mm -hmm. that he he bought the video store he worked for before he got famous. He bought their whole collection of VHS tapes. And he, he recreated that video store in his house and put up all the VHS tapes. So him and his friend, Steve Avery, watch... Every week, you know, not every weekend, when they can, a bunch of VHS tapes 
of obscure movies, not popular ones. And then the podcast is talking about these obscure movies. It's it's called Video Archive. It's wonderful. I don't think Tarantino needs our plug. I I I just <laughs> oh, listen. I did not know this. That oh. is amazing. Tarantino yeah. needs our plug. Look at that. You're welcome, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will message him and be like, you will I, I did not know about this until I went on the there you go. Oh wow. It, it's okay. it's it's quite wonderful. It makes me want to go search these movies out. And I have bought probably a half a dozen movies just because of listening to that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to check that out now. Videoarchives.com or you'll see yeah. it on Spotify everywhere. Um, when I was just moving last year, I found my old Blockbuster card. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and there you awesome. go. now all nice and protected. <laughs> yeah. Got that thing laminated. I'm not, that thing is for, with me forever. So yep. um, the, the latest project, uh, First Shift, you were just, you just spent a, a month filming on that. Yep. Um, when it's, what's the, what's the like the release date or time on that thing? And what's the director's name? Ool? Uva. 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 Uva yeah. Bull. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got quite a reputation. And let me tell you, yeah. I have never had more fun working with a director. Oh, really? Okay. He is no, no bullshit. Like, v- knows exactly what he wants. Very much an actor's director. He... With this film, he basically wrote a treatment and he said, I want the actors to create the art. And so basically 50, 60, 70% of the movie is improv. Oh, wow. Good thing you had those classes back in high school. I know. (laughs) Good thing. Um, and you know, uh, myself and Gino, the, the, uh, lead male actor, um, we got together weeks before the, the beginning of, of filming and went through and he, he's a phenomenally talented writer and he was writing certain dialogue. And then when we would get together, we would fine tune it. And then that would be like the catalyst. And then on the day in the car or at the restaurant or wherever we were, um, then we would do the dialogue that that we had created and then continue with with improv um Mm. it was such a unique experience it was so much fun i i really enjoyed it and and it had been you know because i hadn't worked since before covid uh for various reasons um but it was so wonderful to be back and in such a uh in such a way that was so freeing and, you know, really being able to be creative because a lot of times you're so pigeonholed to the lines that are on the paper and the writer, you know, it's their baby and rightfully so. So they want you to stay as close to those lines as possible. Sure. Uh, and to not be pigeonholed to dialogue and to be able to actually have these real experiences and moments and, you know, be given the freedom to do so. It was amazing. That's awesome. Oh, well, great. It's great to hear. Yeah. I'm excited to look, I'm looking to look forward to that. So it's, it's in uh, post-production now and getting ready for your, you're done filming and. Yep. It's in post. Um, he's hoping to have it uh, somewhat ready around August. I know he wants to do some of the, the film festival circuits. He's uh, either Toronto or, or um, wait for Sundance. I'm not sure what exactly 
what he's going to do. Um, you know, a lot of it depends on how happy he is with the first go around with the cut yeah. and whatnot. So we'll see. We'll see. Nice. And but, side note, this, this last weekend, totally by coincidence, I bought one of his movies. Did you? And, and didn't. And then as I was going through from yours to his, I'm like, oh, I just bought that movie. Which one was did a, you get? It was called Suddenly. Okay. There, it's a remake. He it's a remake he directed off a Frank Sinatra movie back in the fifties about, mm-hmm. us, you know the, the 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 assassinate the president. So they they mm-hmm. kidnap some a family in a house and they go to try to assassinate oh. the uh, the president. So yeah, I haven't watched it yet because I literally bought it two days ago. <laughs> but I bought it me- because I love that movie. Yeah, you'll have to let me know how it is. There's there's several that I have. Um... Uh, in my queue that I, I want to watch of his. Um, and there's a really interesting documentary about him that's on Amazon that I watched prior to filming. And it got me very excited to work with him because I did not we're like that. in a lot of ways where he's just very anti-bullshit and very like, I don't care what you think of me. I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can the way I want. And if you don't like it, then don't watch it. You know, sure, sure. So I, I love that about him. So the the documentary, if you have time, is really really fascinating. Oh yeah, I just nice. jotted down. I, I I yeah, he's got a good gray a, a way of array of movies, you know. Yeah. A Blood Rain and In Cold Blood, not in Cold Blood, but yeah. something with Christian Schlater. I forget. Uh, yeah. Not Schlater. Uh, Slater. I mean, Slater. Yeah, there's some that um, too much Tito's. You know, or vi- like movies based on video games, and then there's yeah. one like bar that that was really you know heavy and deep and um like uh, quite quite the quite the broad spectrum right right so speaking of of uh unique directors when you were on sons did you work with on any episode did peter weller direct any of your episodes no okay because i've heard he's pretty unique in his directing style i have heard that as well yes and uh no (laughs) um i worked with stephen k a lot um, and, uh, yeah, the, but, but no, he was actually, um, there's a, there's a project that I'm, I'm hoping, uh, will move forward that, that I am, I am hopefully still attached to <laughs> and he, uh, he had expressed interest. So I'm, I'm hoping fingers crossed that I will get to work with him in the future. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got a off, off. Oh, you got. I just want one more. Yeah, no problem. I have the, an off-topic question. Yeah, I'm a, one more nerd question of my because I I see you work with Bruce Dern and I love Bruce Dern since the '70s when I was a kid. Yeah, Black Sunday and all those great movies. So how was it working with he's 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 a legend. He's been around forever. I just oh, love his movie. So did you? He, I haven't seen the movie yet, and I I've on my list to watch. But <laughs> oh, okay, it's a biker movie. Watch his parts. <laughs> Okay. All right. The trailer look. Kyle is laughing at me right now. I guarantee it because he hated that movie. <laughs> um, no, it, you know what? For what it is, it it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What it is. Um, but uh, the one cool thing about that film was him. Yeah. And I actually got my dad in that film as well. We get to ride bikes together at the end. And that was the whole reason I had ever gotten my motorcycle license was so one day I could go riding with my dad and to be able to have that just forever memorialized in this film is, is made it all worth it. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. That sounds great. 
Were you were you bummed then? I didn't realize you had your motorcycle. Were you bummed you didn't get to ride a motorcycle on Suns? No, you know what? No, because <laughs> my character looked way cuter on the back of the bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Some, something to that, yeah. Butt or something that, you know, that that's more of what she would want to do. Yeah. Yeah. She was a crow eater, right? <laughs> uh, exactly. Did, did you have any scenes with Bruce? I, I Like I said, I haven't watched. Um. That's a good question. If it made it into the film or not, I don't honestly remember. Um, we we worked together on the same day, but he actually played um, the other character's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple of flashbacks and a couple of scenes where I kind of came in, but I don't think any of it made the film. Mm. Oh, cutting room floor, I guess uh, that happens. It's in the deleted scenes. Sure does. So I gotta. Yeah. My 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 off topic question. Did I see on your Instagram? Are you learning to fly? No, my partner actually. So okay. He's, okay. he's he's a funny one, Nicholas. <laughs> he um he worked as a, a, a paramedic EMT in the city of New Orleans for about 15 years. He was on the show Night Watch that was on AE that followed around all the first responders. And after that, he went and worked for the coroner's office. And then after that, he decided he wanted to learn to fly and become a pilot. And my dad's a pilot, so I was all about it. Oh, and cool. A certified flight instructor has all of his, um, he's a commercial pilot, commercially rated, instrument rated, all that, and just gaining his hours. And someday he'll be flying you around this beautiful world of ours. Oh, wow. Good for him. Congratulations. Yeah. And and yeah. you've flown with, has, has he been, you've been on a plane, he's been? Yep. in charge of yep. um when i was filming in new york my uh my cat had to go stay with my parents in florida because he has all three of our dogs down in lafayette where he works and um there's just not enough space nor would i ask him to take care of three dogs and a cat all by himself that especially when you're working all day that's just a lot i just wouldn't do that to him so charlie went and stayed with my folks and um so when i got back we had to go get her and it just so happened that he was doing a cross country with one of his students um going to tampa because his student lives there part-time so i hitched a ride and we took our happy asses to tampa stayed there for a couple days and then brought me and the cat back so there you go nice that's yeah awesome. reap the benefits of a pilot that's awesome exactly i mean why not take advantage of it <laughs> absolutely yeah so how long have you been in new orleans um i moved here right before COVID hit so actually um literally like two months before the lockdown happened oh, okay Okay. Yeah. I, I have, I have Are you now able to experience the city the way it's supposed to be? Yeah, because it shut down and then it was a good probably year, year and a half before the city really opened back up. And right around that time, we actually moved outside of the city because it got so dangerous during COVID. Sure. I watched all my neighbors get carjacked at gunpoint and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. 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 I haven't so been to out- that city in 15 years, but I absolutely, I was, I've been there twice. And absolutely love it. It's, I mean, it's such a beautiful city. It is one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's unique. <laughs> Someday I'll get there. Um, this is off topic as well. Does your partner ever get uh, confused for the porn star Nick Manning? <laughs> he does not, but the internet does because according to many pages online, I am married to the porn star. There you go. There it is. I guess yeah. I meant more internet than yeah. visual. Yes. yes. Which makes me giggle because some of them still think that I'm a real porn star. So I'm like, <laughs> this just makes me 
giggle because now I'm married to a real porn star according to them. And you know, it just, yeah. I wrong, just, you gotta, you just wrong gotta one internet, wrong one. <laughs> Too bad that I mean, didn't make the national Enquirer. <laughs> you know, shut up. <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody, I forget who, who actually made me aware that I was uh, not only married, um, but to Nicholas Manning, the porn star. And I remember when I went online, I saw that I was like, well, that's fun for me. Like, <laughs> okay, whatever, float your boat. I mean, what are you going to do? I guess. <laughs> so um, besides dating porn stars, what is your next, what's on your, the horizon for your next movie, anything, any projects coming up? You know, I don't know. Um, I, you know, uh, Uva and I have talked, we, we want to work together again. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to get something going with him again. I, I really enjoyed working with him and, um, you know, it's crazy because sometimes things just come out of the blue. I was not that project first shift that came absolutely out of the blue, out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for Gino. He's the one that really brought me into it. And, um, and, uh, you know, so you just never know from day to day what, what's going to pop up. So. Right now, I don't have anything lined up, and that's totally okay. Absolutely. Well, after this episode drops, they'll you'll you'll get a lot of calls. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you so much for spending time with us. If you you want to promote any of your causes or anything, just feel free. Oh, I mean, I all I can say is I I try to to promote at least one a day on my Instagram. Um, My Facebook got hacked, so. Um, yeah, so you might see some ads on Instagram right now for some pretty gnarly stuff. That's not me. I'm not doing that. We're trying to get that handled. Okay. Uh, but I do try to put up stuff with a lot of my animal charities and whatnot. So if, if people just want to check out my, my social media and, and maybe find one that they like that they'd like to donate to, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Awesome. And thank you enough for joining us. Yeah, you can't, no. I can't, I can't tell you, I, I can't tell you how much I fanboyed out when you said yes, that you would come on. So <laughs> I, well, I truly guys want. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Anytime you want to promote something, you let us know. We would love to talk to you again. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. Thank you All so right, much. You too. Good night. Night. Bye. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously though, get your asses out of here. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. 
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.